Hey y'all, this is the Healthy Hot Girl Podcast and I'm your host, Cynthia Pena. I am a consultant and a coach and I'm super passionate about body, mind, and soul wellness and being the best version of yourself inside and out. Everyone is welcome here and I hope this podcast reminds you to come home to your true self and to stand in your authentic power. I hope this podcast encourages you to love yourself more and heal yourself and pursue your passions and create a life that you truly love. This podcast is about health, healing, and happiness and all of the different things that that encompasses. Hey everyone, I'm here with Alana Roberts, owner and founder of Flower and Moon Skincare. She is passionate about helping you achieve your skin goals by helping you create a routine that actually works for you. She's a licensed esthetician and a certified acne expert. Welcome, Alana. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be catching up with you again. I loved our chat last time and yeah, this is just amazing. Yeah. So I, I feel like you're doing a lot of things right now. You have a podcast, um, you have the skincare website and you're supporting people with products. You're creating crafts. Um, tell me a little bit about you and like your journey and how you decided that you wanted to move into supporting people, um, with their skincare routine. Yeah, sure. So, I do have a lot going on right now. And that's been kind of part of my journey, a new phase where I'm trying to be okay with like having my interest multiple places when, you know, we're always kind of told it has to be one place. And so I'm trying to experiment with doing more things and just kind of testing the waters with that. But yeah, getting here, I went to college right after high school, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I started in psychology and then I moved to education and then I moved to physical therapy. And then like, I was just all over the place and I never really felt good in any of it. I would get to a point where I just was you know, like, this is just not it. And I wasn't really holding up my end of the college bargain with my dad. And so I dropped out of college. I told him, I was like, this isn't right. I need to go to work. I became an orthodontic assistant and I absolutely loved working in that world. I loved the independence of the job, but I started to realize that I wanted to work more for myself. I didn't love having to ask for time off and I didn't love having to, you know, I don't know, just, I was reaching to where my salary was going to be cut off. And I was kind of like, Oh, this just feels weird. I'm like 23 at the time. And and to just be like, this is just it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It just felt very not quite right. And so I was explaining this to my dad. He was like, come to back to home and work for me. And he built a really successful financial advising office. And so I was like, wow, I felt so flattered that he wanted me to do that. This like a college dropout who has no idea what they want to do. But he was like, I believe in you. I know I could teach it to you. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was telling people and I could tell everyone was very happy for me, but I, a couple people close to me, they were like, I just don't know if you're going to like it. Like it just, and I would get a little offended. I'm like, you don't think I can do it, but it, but it wasn't about that. It was just, they maybe knew me better than I knew myself at the time. So I started to work for him instantly hated it. I was administrative. It was just, it was not it for me. And if, but I felt really bad because he is my dad and he wanted me there. And 
I just slowly, my soul was just dying. And I remember one day I was sitting in my office and this woman who had worked for him for like 25 plus years at that point, I could like see her computer and she was watching watercolor videos. And I was also watching like watercolor videos and kind of daydreaming on Pinterest. And I was like, no, that cannot be me in 25 years. I want to be like actually doing the things instead of daydreaming about it when I'm, you know, 25 years from now. So at that point I was getting married to my husband and I was just so unhappy. And he was like, you know, I know that this working for your dad has a lot of benefit, but we can do without it. And like, I want you to be happy. So he was super supportive of me trying to do something else. I have always struggled with acne and I have, that was like, that's a whole nother long thing. I've had acne since I was a, a small child and a small child. I had keratosis pilaris <laughs> since I was a small child. So I've always had okay. like skin problems. And um, throughout all of you know this journey, I was dealing with acne, but it kind of just became something that was like, I just like, I never really believed that I would ever get a hold on it. I tried Accutane. I tried different skincare products. And so around the same time where I was having this crisis of what am I going to do with my life? And I was also getting married. I decided to, and I tried Accutane and all the things that everyone said was supposed to be the cure-alls. I tried antibiotics and spironolactone and topicals and everything. Um, I decided to try this really popular skincare uh, routine. It was Rodan and Fields and they had a unblemished is what it was called. I don't know what it's called now, but they, I decided to try that and follow it like to the T to get ready for my wedding. And it worked. And I was shocked. I'd never had any sort of skincare work for me before. So with that realization that, Hey, maybe there is something that can work for people with acne. I had also was doing some selling makeup on the side and doing people's makeup for things. And I was enjoying that, but I still felt like there was kind of a piece of me that was like, yes, I enjoy this stuff, but is it really what I want? Want to do like I just wasn't sure but it was kind of the easiest transition because I was 27 at the time there's a beauty school here in my town it, you know kind of low bar for entry and I was like okay I'm gonna just this is like the next best thing and I feel like I like to tell that part of the story because I feel like sometimes when people are struggling with wanting to make a change and they're like but I don't know what I'm passionate about it's like just make the next best move and start going in the right direction instead of staying where you're at and miserable. So anyway, I was very blessed to be in a position where my husband was able to help take care of us through that. So I go to beauty. I tell my dad that I'm going to quit. He was not happy. I went to beauty school and, um, it was very, a little bit demoralizing. Anyone who's been to beauty school, you're kind of like, Oh my gosh, did I make a huge mistake? Like, I don't know. I get out of beauty school and my skin was breaking out worse than ever because Rodan and Fields changed their formula for their skincare and it was no longer working for me. So I decided to become an acne expert or like figure out what the acne experts were doing at, at the very least. I wasn't sure if I even really wanted to work with acne clients, but I wanted to clear my own skin. So I researched all the best lines. I tried multiple things. I interviewed different estheticians who did, um, acne specializing and I decided on face reality skincare. And that's the number one acne line in, um, at least it was, it had, it's won several times. I'm pretty sure in the, in the United States, I think is what the competitions are when they win that. And they have a whole, you have to pay and then be do well through their whole training before you can even buy their skincare. And then once you're in with, once you've done the education and you're in the skincare, then they have so much resources. They, they do trainings all the time. They have a huge esthetician like group and 
I was able to clear my skin with pretty minimal lifestyle changes by just using their products. And that's when I realized like why the formulation changes in Rodan and Fields didn't work for me anymore. And I was able to really start to understand how skincare affects your skin. Well, obviously once I had that success for myself, I felt like I could not keep this to myself. Like I have to help other people. And so I was working in a salon at the time and the the way I had my life set up at the salon, I was also doing nails and lashes. And so I wasn't able to focus on skincare as much as I would have liked, but I was able to help a lot of women in there get clear skin using basically just skincare. So when I got pregnant with my daughter and decided that I didn't want to go back into the salon and I only wanted to be virtual, I had really only in only experience with getting people clear skin through skincare. And luckily when I first started, I had 100% success rate getting people clear using only their skincare until myself. (laughs) So after uh, a few months postpartum, my skin had been doing really well. I had no problems. I started getting worse acne than I've ever had in my entire life. It was these enormous cysts that would never go away. They were so painful. I was honestly at a loss. I was doing everything that I knew to do with, with the skincare. I started making more lifestyle changes. Like nothing was working. And I started thinking, am I going to have to go to back to the dermatologist? Like, this is something that I've been preaching to people that they don't have to do. Like I was almost to that point to like try Accutane again. I was desperate. I was getting my, um, acne lesions injected with steroids to help them go down. Cause they just weren't going down. It was very, humbling, but I also feel like it was just definitely part of my journey because it's like, if you're going to call yourself an acne expert, then you better be a fucking expert. So I, um, well, also it's like, you're, you're walking billboard kind of thing too. So you're probably Mm. like freaking out. Like, I can't say I'm going to help people. And then I look like this. I mean, you can, can, but you know, I'm sure that was like in the back of your mind. Yeah. Because I mean, breakouts happen. Like I still get a breakout here and there, but to, but I usually, I know kind of what caused it. It's a small breakout. It heals quickly. So to feel so out of control. Yeah. I was like, I was feeling like I didn't know anything. And I was even having some clients at the time who were getting really good results and I, my skin was just getting worse. And so I was so, I didn't know what was, I could not figure out what was going on. So I decided to go kind of back to the drawing board and see, okay, what am I missing? What are other acne experts saying? So I bought courses from other acne experts that have um, made courses for their clients. I took courses for estheticians who that are, you know, acne estheticians. And then I also looked into nutrition and throughout all of this, I was also trying to build my business obviously online. And so I was buying different courses for my business and in my business courses, they had all of these mindset pieces that none of the acne courses that I'd taken at that point, I did end up taking one that did have a mindset piece that I really appreciated. But up until that point, nobody was talking about the nervous system and nobody was talking about anything like that. And so when in my business side, I was learning about the mindset. I was learning, I was getting pieces of this nervous system play. And I was like, So I was trying to regulate my nervous system, but I didn't realize how much that was going to benefit my skin and how much that was going to benefit just every part of my life. So that was like a huge paradigm and like wake up moment for me when I was just realizing how interconnected everything was. So I decided to make some dramatic changes as far as habits and um, my diet. And since then I have had, it took about eight months to kind of get it all figured out. And ever since then, I've had about six months of completely clear skin, which I had not had in so long. I feel so much in control when I have had some breakouts here and there, I can very easily 
see where I did something different, what habits I've kind of set to the side. And I do a lot of things. I don't know if we'll get into it, um, that I do to help my skin. And I know that some women with acne, they're like, I don't want to do all those things. I just want to do, you know, I want to take a pill. I want to do one skincare. And I get that. That's how I was in the beginning too. That's all I wanted. And for some people, that can help to an extent. But I would say if you're struggling with adult acne, if you find a skincare product, it's probably going to help for a little while, but it's your acne is probably going to come back. And it, cause I'm using all the same skincare now as I was when even like less skincare now than I was when my skin was out of control. So acne is what I've learned through all of this is that acne, especially adult acne is an internal issue. It is not a topical issue. And sometimes I don't like to say that because then I feel some people are like, oh, well, then what's the point of skincare? Skincare has so much benefit and is such a key component. But honestly, if you're going to focus on lifestyle or skincare, if you want to pick, like choose lifestyle first, because then when you put in the skincare, you're going to have better results, more consistent results, and you're probably going to need to use less products than you would if you didn't do both pieces. And one of the things too that I feel like when I got into the mindset and the nervous system and stuff is that being in, some of those jobs and being in some of that just heavy, not fulfilling, you know, who you're supposed to be in your life, especially when you can feel it internally, like that type of stuff is what really can aggravate your acne and your skin and just everything too. So that's kind of how I got to where I'm at. And when I started to realize how much there was to actually clearing your skin, if you want to do it holistically, if you want to get to the root cause and understand why, I was realizing that when I was working with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, I wasn't portraying that very well to them. And I wasn't, I felt like I was burdening them with all this information that was kind of going in one ear and out the other. And, and they would get frustrated and I would get frustrated because it felt like the message wasn't getting out there. So ever since then, my goal has been, how can I get this information to people in a way that feels affordable and that feels like doable? And so I did my Clarity University, which was a two-week live program where I had about an hour long calls. And then um, I would put resources in and, and it was supposed to be, they could come to the live and ask questions if they want, but then they could watch it on their own time and do the programs. But I can see like how people are going throughout. And a lot of people are getting stuck and they're not really finishing or they're, you know, kind of just cherry picking different things. And that's not a great way to do it when you're, you know, when, especially, but I don't know their individual circumstances. So anyway, I was realizing like, ah, oh, maybe this isn't right. So right now I'm working on creating basically the, um, the four kind of pillars. So it's your skincare, your gut and your liver health, your mental health and your, um, oh my gosh, now I'm like having a brain cramp, your gut, your liver, your digest. Oh yeah. Those are separate. Your gut, your liver your skincare and your mental health. And so I'm making those into their own kind of eBooks with the protocols that I give people so that they can kind of buy them individually and kind of work through them that way. And also a way that if they want, if they feel like they have more symptoms for the liver, they have more symptoms for the gut or something like that, that they can start what, where it makes sense with them. But I do encourage them in each piece to, you know, consider the other ones once they kind of get those under their belt. So I'm going to try that. I just, for me, you know, it was years and years of trial and error and figuring it out and thousands and thousands of dollars and, you know, all of this. And I don't, I don't want it to be that way for everybody who, especially people, most people who've gotten to adulthood with their acne, they've tried everything else. And so they, they want to, and I think there's a generation of us women in our thirties who, 
um, want to be healthy and want to like not be reliant on a, on a prescription or, you know, a doctor's visit. And so I think that there is a, while there's still the people who are going to want a quick fix, that's going to maybe be temporary. There's definitely people who are not afraid of learning their bodies and, and figuring themselves out. So that's kind of who I'm trying to cater to is that woman who, who wants to figure it out and do it in a holistic way. Yeah. Like like get to the root cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. glad that you explained all of that. Cause I was going to ask you, like I was listening to one of your podcasts and it really talked about, um, how skincare and your skin is impacted by your nervous system and how managing stress is such an essential part. And you were sharing so much knowledge about like your parasympathetic nervous system. And if it's not turned on, then, you know, you, you don't rest, you don't digest and all of these things. And I was like, okay, hold on. Like she didn't learn this in beauty school. (laughs) Um, you know, I've been to beauty school. So I was just kind of like, where did she get this and how did you combine it? So where did you first kind of, you know, I know you said you, um, one of the business programs you bought, but how did you think like, I need to start applying this to my skincare, I need to integrate it. And then you, you tried it. Yeah. So I know what, um, I've been trying to figure out like the sequence of, of how that all went. So I think the first time I really learned about the nervous system was through Catherine Zankina and she's the manifestation babe. And I love her pod. I love her. I love everything about her. And she talks about your nervous system a lot. And so that made me, I'm like, what does she keep talking about the nervous system? So I kind of started looking into the nervous system and then I ran into this woman on YouTube and now I'm probably going to forget her name, but I think her name is, um, it's a really unique name. I'll try to think of it, but she has a free thing that you can sign up for. And she talks about, um, being pain free. And I've had a lot of back pain while I was pregnant and, and some problems since I've been, um, since I've had Margot, And so I was curious about her and she was all about the nervous system and ways that you can access it and regulate it. Um, through physical means. So you can do these ear massages, you can do these eye exercises where you keep your head looking straight and you look as far to the left as you can at a point where you feel like a stretch, but you're not like turning your head and you hold it there. And then you'll feel your body kind of release your sigh or your yawn or you'll have to swallow. And then you bring it back to center and then you do it to the other side. And I, so I started doing these practices that she was talking about and I could just feel the tension relieving. And she was explaining how she was explaining how all of it works and how when you're, you're, so there is your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous system. And, um, you want to be in the parasympathetic phase as much as possible so that your digestion will work. Well, I know from some of my other resources that how important your digestion is to your skin and how, when your gut is inflamed, when you're not digesting your food, that that is one of the key things. And, and usually in the, for, in the frame of acne, we're talking about cutting out foods like dairy and gluten and sugar and sometimes caffeine, everybody's different. And so we talk more about, you know, elimination diets and supplementation. And while those are absolutely key for some people, myself included, if your nervous system isn't regulated, you're still not going to get the good digestion and the good reception of your nutrients and everything like that, that you need. So I, yeah, I, I learned from her. I got her course on, um, the nervous system and I just have been ever since deep diving, there's a online, I think it's called somatic. I should have written some of these things down when, um, I was thinking about it, but it's somatic. Uh, I'll look it up and send it to you. So maybe you could put it in the show notes in case someone yeah. wants to look it up, but, um, it's called somatic 
something on Instagram and they have courses. So I took courses from them. And a lot of them are about how to help other people is for mostly practitioners to how to help other people tap into their nervous system and to regulate it. Because another thing is there's your gut brain access access. And so that this is something that's in my gut um, ebook that I'm coming up with for acne. And so in our guts, we actually send signals to our brain and we create dopamine and serotonin in our gut. So if we're not, if our gut is unhealthy and if it's slowed down by having in this activated state in the sympathetic nervous system all the time, plus you're eating foods that are activating your, or, you know, hurting the lining of your stomach and all of these things, then your brain or your gut can't produce those feel good hormones that you need. And it definitely can't tell your brain that there's anything good going on. And so you can have signs and symptoms of depression and anxiety. And anyway, so when you have acne, you're already feeling those things. And so if you're just using a topical and maybe you get your acne kind of under control and maybe you feel a little bit better about your skin, but you're still having these depression and anxiety and you're thinking, well, my skin's clear. Like, why am I just not happy all of a sudden? And it's just so amazing when you get into it, how connected everything is in our body. And so when we talk about in the skin world, we'll talk about band-aid approaches and that's just, you know, the things that aren't actually fixing the root cause and when you're, so then you're going to be taking an antidepressant because you're still feeling depressant, depressed, but you're still going to be eating foods that are activating you. And you're still going to be walking around with your body thinking that it's in fight or flight. And so your digestion's never really going to fully heal, but you're putting this topical on your skin that may or may not be having other side effects as well. And so it's just this whole thing. And we ended up walking through our whole lives kind of blind to what our body's telling us. So it's been just really amazing. And I think for some people it can feel overwhelming, but you don't have to do it all at once. You know, you start small and you start and just basically by just starting to listen to your body and notice what the signs of an activated nervous system actually are. And one of them can be acne. So. Yeah. I think that that's so important. Um, because I feel like we are just so disconnected from ourselves and like, just in the last couple of years, like even all of the knowledge that I have, it's not like I built it overnight. It's like years and years of even like my, my wellness, like it started 10 or 15 years ago on the, just going to the gym and like walking on the elliptical or whatever. And now it's expanded so much to something totally different. Um, And it's baby, it's baby steps. And I think for Mm me, I'm, I'm always like a proponent of like, what's sustainable, what's a sustainable skill for me. Like, I'm not going to try to do something that one is a bandaid approach or is a quick fix. Like I want Mm long-term sustainable commitment to the, to these habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can be hard sometimes because people are like, well, cutting out gluten and dairy, which is not, I'm not blanking saying if everyone with acne should do that because you know, you may not have to, but like for me, that was something that I felt called to do and has absolutely changed my life. If people are like, oh, that must be so hard. Like it's so hard. And I'm like, well, having acne was way harder. And knowing that I have this inflammation in my body, which chronic inflammation leads to chronic illness and, and can also lead to really serious illness down the road. And why would I keep making for me personally, the decision to keep making choices that are potentially causing me illness down the road, which sometimes things are out of our control, but there are some things that are in our control. And so for me, that was way more motivating than 
you know, like, yeah, on the surface, maybe it doesn't seem sustainable, but it's like what I was doing before wasn't sustainable either. So it's like kind of finding that choosing your heart and, and what's, and it is, it's baby steps. That's why sometimes these questions, I'm like, man, where did I find that? Or like, who did I learn that from? <laughs> Cause it's all been, you know, over the course of so long learning bit by bit. Yeah. Um, I saw that you had posted a couple of weeks ago that giving up gluten and dairy, what is worth like every minute inconvenience and what, mm-hmm. what is it about like gluten and dairy that triggers acne? So, um, there's a few different things. Gluten has a protein in it called zonulin that when, and it, for, for celiac, it can be, you know, deadly and it can have all of these problems. And so they, they have to avoid it at all costs. And like it to the point of, if you can't even use the same oil that something with gluten has been fried in to fry something else. in. so I'm not celiac, but I do have gluten sensitivity. And so what that can cause is what they call leaky gut or like a thin lining. So around your mm. stomach and your intestines, you have this lining. And so when your body's breaking things down, the bad things are supposed to stay in, but if it becomes kind of permeable and open, then, you know, toxins and things that aren't supposed to be in the body can seep out into the rest of your body and kind of like into your, um, yeah, into your system. And that can cause all sorts of inflammation because you're getting these things into your body that are supposed to be getting eliminated. And when your gut is leaky like that, it can, um, you're not going to get your water as as well as you should be, because that lining is partially what can help keep us hydrated. And so you're going to be getting dehydrated, which causes all sorts of problems in the body. And, um, so that's one of the things that gluten can do with the zonulin. And then dairy has several things that can be highly inflammatory in the body. Like some people talk about the hormones that are in there, um, the high levels of sometimes like IGF one and, a lot of people have inflammation from dairy. So that one's very common. And I feel like I need to look back at my notes that I was taking and stuff too. I'm the keratosis pilaris, which a lot of women have, that's like, sometimes it's called chicken skin or something. It's really common on the back of the arms, sometimes on the thighs, pregnancy can bring it on. I got it on my face as a, as a child and eventually did grow out of it on my face. Thank goodness. For the most part, it's there still a little bit, but, um, that I'm pretty sure was linked more to dairy than to gluten that I could, I, I ha- could have that wrong, but basically skin conditions of any kind, psoriasis, eczema, acne, um, all of those can be a sign of something happening in the gut and gluten and dairy are two main ones that can cause that kind of leaky gut and that inflammation, but food sensitivities of any kind can cause that. So if you are okay with gluten and dairy, maybe, you know, chicken is a problem for you or avocado or something like that. And so the best bet is to keep a food journal for a little while and you can kind of see, um, what is going on. But for me, I had scalp major scalp issues. I had like super flaky and itchy and just could not get Mm -hmm. on top of it. I had the acne. I had the skin on the back of my arms, but then I also had like IBS type symptoms. So I would have really unreliable. I would be like constipated one day, having diarrhea the next day, sometimes even in the same day, I would go days without going. I mean, like just so unreliable. And that is a huge sign that you're having some sort of food issue. And based on all of the symptoms all together and the anxiety and depression, I had intense postpartum, which isn't uncommon, but it can be a sign of some of these other things as well. And pregnancy, I did not know this pregnancy can create food sensitivities for you that you have going forward. And it can make ones that you had worse. So 
for some people are like, well, I never had this problem before I got pregnant. Well, you have a different body once you get pregnant. <laughs> and so certain things just show up and you just have to address them as they go. But that's, that's what that is. It, it creates these different proteins and these different things in your, in your stomach that, um, make it inhospitable basically for digestion correctly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've, I've heard like dairy and, um, gluten being linked to anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. I have, been, that would be why. Yeah. I've been reading like on and off, but some like the anatomy of anxiety, but also, um, someone told me that they gave it up and immediately like their anxiety was like relieved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mine is definitely better, but I do still have it a little bit and I still, and I find that the nervous system regulating for me is really crucial. But I also think too, that I also haven't been doing it long enough. People keep asking me, when are you going to bring it back in? I'm like, well, I'm scared to death for one, but it's also been, I think it's been like eight months since I cut it out and I still get breakouts here and there. I still have a little bit of the KP. I still have a little bit of anxiety and everything that I've read, you know, depending on how severe it was before it can take a year or more sometimes for it to get back together. And for me, one thing that I've been really focusing on is more whole foods the last couple, well, really the last like week. Cause I was like, Oh man, I have really been relying on processed food, which even though it doesn't have gluten or dairy, doesn't mean that it's good for you or good for me. So sugar and processed foods are kind of my next things that I'm trying to, to limit a little bit more. I probably won't ever cut them out completely, but yeah. I mean, it's a process. It's a process. I feel like I go up and down through waves where I'm like, you know, oh, life's short. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like I need to cut back. And I just, I just weave in and out of it. Mm -hmm. I think that it's really just finding the balance and then not having the food fear, which is something that I'm working on with myself and something that I'd really try to work on with my clients too, because the, our mindset around the food is massive as well. If you're eating something and you're already shifted into that almost like fight or flight response where you're like, oh, this thing that I'm eating is going to break me out. This thing that I'm eating yeah. isn't good for me. This thing that I'm eating is going to cause me inflammation. It's like your body's getting this heightened response and you can create that environment with, you know, even if the food you're eating maybe wasn't even going to cause that problem, like you're creating inflammation and stress in your body. So learning how to regulate your nervous system, feel calm, like feel like I'm eating to nourish my body. And, you know, it's not all just mindset. Mindset is a huge portion of it, but there are some actual things you can do. Like I mentioned with the eye exercises and the ear massages and even things like journaling and things like that, where you can help your nervous system to stay in a much more regulated state so that you're not getting the extra problems from worrying about what you're eating too. Yeah. I saw, well, I was listening to your podcast and with Clarity University, um, mm -hmm. which is connected to your skincare clarity. But then I mm -hmm. was listening to your like journal prompts that were like also like life clarity. And I thought that was really cool how you mm -hmm. connected those two. Um, and I also, I wanted to talk about the collapse of the dorsal vagal shutdown mm -hmm. because I feel like I actually experienced one of those and I had no idea what was happening to me a couple months ago, but I mm -hmm. was just like, so I think for months I just had been learning and working and just really pushing myself really hard in all these different areas of my life. Like, um, you know, business, personal side hustle, relationship therapy, mental, emotional, like every single thing I was just going. And 
I think I hit like maybe like a wall in eight for sure April um March or April and I was just like I felt like my body was physically stimulated all the time and I couldn't sleep for a couple like it was like a week or two like I just couldn't sleep my body felt heated um and then like once I think I was just like so tired and then eventually I was just like crying like I was like crying for like a week I couldn't even um I mean some of the things I think I was like processing and maybe releasing some deep emotions but then some of the things I was just like I don't even know why I'm crying like I'm just Mm-hmm. releasing mm-hmm. yeah and I was like I don't even know what's happening and then I listened to um your podcast and you're sharing about it and I was like I think that that was what I was experiencing earlier mm-hmm. th- in the spring yeah I mean it's a defense mechanism and and they say you know I say they because I don't ever remember exactly who my sources were but if you can it's look hard, them up yeah. online yeah but <laughs> that yeah you've got your um all the different. So yeah, the dorsal vagal shutdown is, is just your body saying, you know, like as a response to stress and it can be chronic. So if you don't deal with stress, we describe it like a computer. If you have a bunch of tabs open and you have music playing on one, YouTube playing on one, you have a, you know, Pinterest with all the ads going on the side on one, you've got some recipes up and you can be on a, on a page and it seems to be working fine, but your battery's draining, your computer's not really working. At some point, you're going to get to a point where you're like, I got to close some of these tabs because my computer is just really not working very well. And that's a one way that you can kind of describe how your body is. So if you have a stress come up and you don't effectively tell your body that we can close this tab, the stress is gone. Even if you're like, oh, you know, I'm past that, but you never actually communicated that in any meaningful way, then it's running in the back and your body's always kind of like protecting you because they're like, there's still this threat going on. This threat is still alive. And that energy that it takes for your body to keep you safe from that threat is what you know, then kind of shuts everything down. So if you get too many tabs going all at once and it can be mundane things, like it doesn't, people are like, well, I've never had trauma. I've never had abuse. I've never had all these things, which, you know, I'm sure is not always true. I'm sure there are things that we just like pack away like little pack rats that were like, oh, that wasn't really that bad, but it like really did affect us in a meaningful way. But it can also just be chronic mundane stress where, you know, if you have a commute, that's really difficult, or you have a stressful relationship in your life, or you have, you know, um, an illness that you're dealing with, or, you know, just all of these things that compile and then your body releases cortisol and the increase of cortisol can sometimes affect your insulin, especially if the cortisol is making you eat in a certain way. And so now you have all of this waterfall of hormonal responses that, are just compounding. And so at some point your body has created too much cortisol. You get into this cortisol, I think it crashes. And so your body kind of, I think it's either, it either crashes and your body stops or it's like just too high all the time. Now I'm kind of forgetting, but it basically is kind of almost like in a diabetic situation where your body's like, can't control it the way that it's supposed to. And so your body, it collapses and you, they follow it and you, you look collapsed, your face is collapsed, you're crying, you don't know what to, you know, sometimes for me, I've been, I've been in there several times and my sister too. And it's so interesting because we would talk about how we would get into these phases and we're like, why does nobody else, why doesn't this happen to anybody else? Like what's going on with us? We had a pretty traumatic 
um, growing up with our mom was um, borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder. And so that kind of caused kind of a stressful childhood environment. And so it's it's nice now to be able to know kind of what's happening, but it makes you basically catatonic. It can, and, you know, I don't really have a lot of tips for like once you're in that phase, but other than how you can help yourself from getting back in there, whereas just making sure you're closing the tabs and, and that can be, I know you do a lot of these different practices, but with yoga and your sound baths and the shaking and, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but they're just so, it is so important. And so many people just walk around thinking that they're dealing with their stress by, you know, maybe drinking or whatever they're kind of doing on the on the weekends, but it's, it's so much more than that. And I think we, we don't realize how much control we can have, you know, there's certain things that are out of our control, but there, we can take, take a lot, a lot off our shoulders that we didn't really realize that we can. Yeah. I, so one, I don't really drink alcohol that much anymore and not that mm. I'm against it. And I, and I heard yeah. your podcast too, you shared like, you know, mm. you're, you like to enjoy things too, but you mm. don't lean on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like for me, what I'm processing now is that I spent like, I don't know, like 15 years just leaning on that and pretending that all of these things that had happened to me through my childhood, um, through my early teenage relationships that really impacted my adult relationships, um, that impacted my ability to really own who I was and the things that I wanted. You know, I was pretending to not care and be this like fun, carefree, unbothered um, person who was like, you know, talented and had all these things going for her. And I was like drinking alcohol. And then I, at one point, I started getting anxiety, really bad anxiety. And I felt like it, I didn't know at the time, but now, you know, that I have made like significant lifestyle changes over the past 18 months. Um, you know, I just realized like how much I was really just avoiding and all of that anxiety was like catching up to me. And it was, it was just like, just year, years of things that I had buried were like coming up. I couldn't even keep them down anymore and nothing like mattered. And that's, that's honestly one of the reasons why I really don't drink alcohol is because of the anxiety that it triggers too. Like for Mm -hmm. me, that's something that triggers anxiety for me and it's not worth it. Like it's so debilitating that I'm like, okay, once in a while, but like not in the same way that I used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those like hangover blues and stuff, especially if you like drink too much. I'm the, I am the same way. I feel like once you kind of realize your sensitive nature and kind of the things that set you off, it's just, it's hard to continue making the choices that, you know, that are just not serving you anymore. And I think that's just part of, part of that growth. And sometimes it can be kind of a pill to swallow. You're like, like, well, what am I going to do? Who am I going to be without this? And you realize, damn, I can be like a whole lot of things without the things yes. that, are, that are like hurting yes. me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I felt like it was like this hamster wheel of like, you know, getting like picking myself back up or like, I think this is my new, like I said earlier about like sustainable, you know, traits and habits. It's like, I don't want to even now, like, there's festivals and things coming up and it's like, people are like, are you going to go? And I'm like, no, not right now. Because for me, it's like, 
that's not a sustainable fun thing for me. Like mm-hmm. you, I go and I have fun. I feel high. And then I got to recover. I feel fucking low. And I don't want to, re- I don't want to take time to recover from shit anymore. Like I want mm-hmm. this to be a sustainable, fun, rewarding, f- fulfilling, rejuvenating habit mm-hmm. experience, whatever it is for me. Mm-hmm. I love that for you. And I'm glad that you're choosing that for yourself because I didn't, I mean, I, I guess meeting my husband did cause he never really recreated like I did. And so that was actually when I started realizing some of my entrepreneurial things that I had about yes. myself when I started realizing that I was artistic, like everyone's like, Oh, you must've made art all the time. I'm like, and literally never even picked up a paintbrush hardly till I met my husband. Like I would randomly do things, but I always thought it was like a fluke. I'm like, Oh, like, it was like, no, I, you know, this is something that God gave me that I want to explore more. And, and so, you know, cutting it out to an extent made that possible. But now that we have our daughter, I think it's even been easier to turn down certain things that maybe I wouldn't have before. And then you have to take time to recover and you kind of like get in the spiral. And so I have way less moments of doing that. And so I, I think that's so awesome how you're doing it before you have all of these like outs, you know, to kind of give yourself and get, get some really good habits in place. I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about you're creating a lot right now. And I saw that you've been working on like all of these resources. So just mm-hmm. tell me outside of like, tell me what you offer. You have your yeah. um, website, but and you do one on one coaching. But yeah, just mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about all the things that you're doing and creating. Yes. So I feel like the number one thing I'm doing is getting to know myself. So everything has, <laughs> everything has yes. kind of like, that's, fuck, that's like the most important fucking thing. Like yeah. Yes. Cause I want like everything I'm doing to be sustainable. I want to really impact my family financially. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is the best way to do this for me? That makes sense. And so much of that is learning who I am, expanding my nervous my nervous system's capacity for more. Cause when I first started this a year ago and I had all these dreams of like so much, but my nervous system, I could barely go to the fucking grocery store. And so it's like, okay, how are you planning on having this, this, all this, when you can't even go shopping at the supermarket, that's a block away from your house. So, you know, I think when we think about those things, we realize how important it is to take care of ourselves. So that's been a a huge part Um, my one-on-one coaching. I've slowed down with that to try to do more, to build my digital courses. I did clarity university and I did really enjoy it. I liked being able to get the information out there and, um, I really enjoyed that. So I may do something like that down the road where it's more of like a larger comprehensive course. I thought I would, um, do that again, but I'm working now on the digital resources. So they're basically, I've been struggling on what to call them, but they're basically eBooks is kind of an easy way to put it. And so they um, will give a brief description of kind of my story. Um, They have a table of contents and a And then they go into, I try to keep it as bite-sized as I can, keeping things kind of like numbered and just really easy to understand, talking about the role of liver. I feel like so many people don't understand how important their liver function is. So I have one that's um, solely dedicated to the liver. I have one that's dedicated to the gut and digestion. I have one that's dedicated to a nervous system and mindset, and then one created for just skincare. Because some people want to do just the skincare, and I think that it is a good place to start if you've never done that before. Um, But I'm working on those. I'm too much perfectionist. I probably just need to get them out there, but I keep being like, Oh, it's not ready yet. They all got to be done, you know, kind of a thing. And in the meantime, having my business be solely on Instagram and virtual that has caused quite a lot of anxiety in me that I've realizing that I was kind of going on 
going ignored. And so sorry about that ding. Um, and so I've been taking just a small break in the summer because I wanted to be able to be a little bit more flexible on my hours and stuff. And I decided I wanted to try to do some creating outside of the internet and kind of take a little internet kind of break while I'm making these digital resources. And I decided to do a test my hand of creative business. So I'm going to be doing some paper flowers and some just card making and some things that just kind of bring me joy. And so trying to kind of balance the two has been difficult, but I've been really excited to see that my Instagram is still like hanging in there and kind of staying where it's at, even with, I haven't been, cause I was posting three times a day stories all the time, like never missing. And so now I'm posting sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes every other day and like trying to stay active in my stories a little bit. But so I'm not doing currently one-on-one coaching or Clarity University. That was just a live program that I may bring back. I may not. And then my digital courses, once they're done, will be on demand. I'll just have a link up and people can go and buy them um, when they want. And I'll just, um, all of the content that I'll create will be surrounding those because that's basically what I, if you go to my Instagram, I, I just post about, you know, keeping your mind set up and then just little nuggets here and there of lifestyle. And I try to do mostly non-skincare skincare advice because I think that there's a lot of skincare advice out there, but there's not a lot of kind of the, the supporting roles that are so important. So that's where my, my line of sight is right now is mostly on the digital products. I kind of, I don't want to do any one-on-one coaching right now through the summer. So maybe in the, maybe later. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, um, so where can people find you, um, if they want to connect with you or work with you or purchase your products, you work with multiple skincare lines or just have you hand selected I do. Them? Yeah. So my website, I actually did kind of rename, um, well, I renamed my Instagram. So I'm working on changing my domain, but switching over the website and everything like that. When I started my website, I had uh, someone helping me and then she decided to start her own business. Ugh, love her, but like, please <laughs> no. so she's not helping me anymore. And so she did most of the setting up of the website. And so I feel like I'm having a mental block of getting things changed. But anyway, so my website is flowerandmoonskincare.com. And that is where you can see all my products. I have a little blurb on there. I think I might even have a blog post. I do those sporadically. And there is a way you can contact me on there. And then my Instagram, is Alana loves your face. And that is probably the best way to find me. And I'm, I'm going to be putting my digital resources on Kajabi, but those links will be on my Instagram. I haven't decided exactly where I'm going to put those, if they're going to be in my link tree or if I'm going to put them on my website. But if you go to my Instagram, um, that's going to be, I'm going to be launching those by the end of this week. And so they'll be first in my stories is usually how I do that or on my email list, which you can get on my email list by downloading any of my freebies or signing up on my website, Flower and Moon. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I will also link all of that in the show notes and thanks for taking the time to be here with me today. All right. I don't know about y'all, but I felt like that conversation with Alana was so fucking fire. If you know me, you know that I do not do quick fixes only because I went through a phase in my life where I was constantly just trying 
quick fixes and they just weren't sustainable. I would end up, you know, spiraling out, whether that was around food or whatever. Um, and they, it's just not sustainable. So I'm so glad that we got to dive into many things beyond just skincare, but regulating your nervous system and getting to the root of the problem. All right, y'all. So lots of takeaways from today's episode. It was so fucking fire. 12 to be exact. Number one, breakouts happen, but it helps when you're in control and so in touch with yourself that you can get to the root cause. Number two, the root of acne is connected to the nervous system. Regulating your nervous system can not only benefit your skin, but every part of your life. Number three, Getting to the root cause of your acne can take time, but if you commit to focusing on your health and diet, you can get to the root cause and pinpoint the thing that you've done differently that is causing the breakout. Number four, acne, especially adult acne, is an internal issue. It is not a topical issue. Number five, skin care is a key part of clearing acne, but if you're in between a topical solution and a lifestyle change, always choose lifestyle because you're going to get better results, more consistent results, while probably using less product to get you there. Number six, being in an unaligned environment can also trigger a breakout. Number seven, the four pillars of Alana Loves Your Face's skincare are skincare, your gut health, your liver health, and your mental health. Number eight, being holistically healthy means not relying on a doctor's visit. It's about learning your body and figuring yourself out. Number nine, acne is a sign of an activated nervous system. Number 10, chronic inflammation leads to chronic illness. Growth in your lifestyle change is deciding not to continue to make choices that are hurting you in the long term. Number 11, skin conditions of any kind are a major sign that something is happening in the gut. Keep a food journal to track what's irritating your gut to help you get to the root cause. Number 12, food fear mindset can trigger a fight or flight response creating inflammation and a stressful environment. Eat to nourish your body and allow yourself a balanced life, everything in moderation. I don't know about y'all, but going into 2023, I made a commitment to myself that I no longer had space in my life for choices that made me feel like shit. And so I hope that this episode inspires you to make some lifestyle changes and evaluate things that are really not serving you anymore to create long-term sustainable habits that are going to help you and your nervous system and your skin thrive in the long run. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I would love to know what you thought of this episode. Don't forget to share it with a friend that you think also could use this message and feel free to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. My Instagram is underscore Sinpenia, so C-Y-N-P-E-N-A. And if you're interested in working with me more, feel free to shoot me an email at hello at thehealthyhotgirl.com. Sending you lots of love and light, and I hope that you remain fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire.